Hello, meine Leute. Welcome in Zoom, Einzigen Schalke Podcast auf Englisch. That's right, folks. Officially the world's only English Schalke Podcast. This is episode 130 of Schalke America. I'm your host, Richard Carmen. Uh, joining me on the show, as always, co-host Jack Mangan. Jack, how are we doing this evening? How's that instant promotion looking for you right about now? <laughs> yeah, right. bounce right back up. Yeah, nice and easy, right? Yeah, nice and easy. It's uh, yeah, it's uh, we we told people it was gonna be hard, didn't we? We said it was gonna be hard, uh, and sure enough, uh, getting blasted like we did over this weekend, four to one. Uh, not the most ideal way to uh, get your Bundesliga, fight the Bundesliga season on the on the go. I mean, obviously it's three, four games in, but uh, four one. Yeah. Uh, tough scoreline. Uh, I mean, the solace that we can take at the moment, I guess, is just that, uh, you know, Regensburg is playing quite well against everybody at the moment. Uh, 4-0 to start the season, top of the table. I think they've only allowed, what, like one goal scored 12, something like that. So, I mean, like, yep. great goal scoring record, great defensive record so far. Um, so, you know, we're not the only ones that they're finding success against at the moment. But even so, uh, you know, just once again, with, with, the, with the pedigree, the size of the club, Despite all the turnover and everything, I think there's a lot of fans that expected that we'd hop down here and immediately look like one of the better teams and, and you know, be able to handle our business against teams like like Regensburg. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think you and I always thought it was going to be a little bit trickier than that. Uh, and, you know, we'll see how things go from, from here on out. But, yeah, now just one win from our first uh, four matches in the yeah. second division. Yeah, it's uh... – not the greatest start, uh, to say the least. Uh, so tonight we're obviously going to talk about the Regensburg match, uh, do a little recap of that. Uh, we had a new guy who made a debut. Uh, we got him on loan, so we'll talk about him. Uh, a couple players are officially off of our books. Uh, and then maybe get into some listener questions and comments uh, and maybe whatever else uh, we, we decide to talk about here. But Jack, uh, uh, let's get into the uh, the game at hand. And obviously we're talking about the game against Regensburg. Uh, let's get to lineups real quick before uh, to start start things off. Uh, so the lineup for the home team, Regensburg with the home team, uh, Alexander Meyer in goal, uh, back four of Faber, Breitkreutz, Kennedy, and Vekesser. Uh, midfield four, I guess you could say, of Bizuko, Gimber, Bestia, and Singh. And then up top they had Otto and Albers. Uh, in this game in particular, I know um, Beste had a, a really good game. Singh had a sensational goal for their, their fourth goal. Uh, and, and Breitkreutz uh, had, had a pretty good game as well, Jack. Um, what were your thoughts on, on Regensburg in general? Yeah, so as I said last week, I haven't watched this match either. Um, I was, uh, once again, too, too busy Saturday morning to, to be able to find the game. Uh, live and obviously can't find them on oh, demand. So. Early for you, six thirty or something for yeah. you, right? <laughs> yeah, I, had, I, had, I actually didn't even get home till very, very uh, early. Five, very, 530. yeah, <laughs> five in the morning. On, I had a gig Friday night in, in, in Wrigleyville that I was playing, but um, yeah, hopefully we're set up with Shaco TV by next week. We're waiting for customer service to get back to us on that still, and then we can get back. So I'm going to rely on you for most of what you saw from there. And and once again, in terms of like my familiarity with with you know their squad. Um, from like a, you know, I, I can't really speak to how I felt about the lineups at this point either. So, uh, glad you're all tuning in for this for me. 
Uh, yeah, no, no, the one thing we knew about Regensburg uh, going into this game is that they were in, and they were in fine form. They, uh, going into the game, yeah. they were eight goals for, zero goals against. Uh, obviously, very hot team, the hottest team in the league. Uh, and we knew it was going to be difficult. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're a team that tends to start hot in the season and then you know go cold, but it's still the early part of the season. So uh, every bit of reason to be worried about this team. You know, for those people who say, "Hey, we're the second division, we should be beating this team that nobody's ever heard of," probably true, but. We're not at the level yet. We're not. We're in the second division for a reason, and so uh, it's always going to be tough for us. Uh, Jake's in the house. Says good evening, guys. Good evening, Jake. Uh, but yeah, it, it was a, a not the most ideal game. Um, to touch back about what you're saying about the about watching the game, we are trying to get you know work on trying to get Shaka TV, and you know for those in the states and Canada, you should do that as well because that's probably the best best bet for you guys. But a nice alternative, which I found, Jack, um, if you use a VPN, I don't even know how legal this is, but you use a VPN and then you use OneFootball. OneFootball app is actually really great and you can watch the games live. You pay like three or four bucks and uh, you can watch the game live. So that's what I did. Uh, I paid my, you know, I paid the small, the small um, couple bucks there to watch the game and I got to watch the game live. The only caveat, you have to watch live. You can't watch on delay or anything like that. Uh, but it was nice to see. You got the, you got the German commentary, and so uh, I, I appreciated to finally get to watch him uh, this season live, as opposed to on a on a, a shoddy feed uh, through like a Russian website or something, Jack. So uh, yeah, that might be an alternative. We don't get the Shaka TV here soon, but um, yeah, yeah. But right. I, I I do expect us to be able to resume normal business very very shortly. Yeah. So thank you for bearing with us in the meantime. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, so look at the lineups in this one. Uh, the lineups that we, we came out with, obviously, Ralph Fairman and uh, goal. We went with the back three of Kaminsky, Flick again, uh, Tiao, and then midfield five of Ramsel on the right, Salazar, Paulson, Drexler, and uh, Oyan uh, on the left. And then up top, you obviously had Bulter and Taroda. Uh, Jack, again, we went with Flick in the back yeah, three. Yeah, back in the lineup, yeah. Um, I'm glad he's back in the lineup. I'm not happy that he is in the back three. Uh, what I did see, I noticed in this game is that you saw a lot of him and Paulson kind of flipping roles that I, I was watching during the game. And so at times, Flick, when he got that opportunity, he ran with it. He would have go up the field and, and try to and try to go up there. Um, I can kind of see why maybe Gramozis wants him back there is because on the situations where it's a loose ball and you got to react really good, really really fast, he has that midfielder instinct and tackles really well. We saw that last year. Uh, but positional wise, he is not there yet, Jack. Uh, and this is what we've been talking about. We're worried. We thought maybe Paulson or or someone else would be in that in that back three as opposed to Flick, and Flick would be in his natural role of the of the defensive midfielder. Um, you, you feel pretty much the same way as I do in terms of yeah. Just from defense. just from the Hamburg match, which I watched, you know, the season opener when I saw him back yeah. there, he he wasn't particularly convincing uh, for me. And once again, I, yeah, I was surprised given that the minutes he had played at a Bundesliga level were, you know, at the base of midfield that we wouldn't be going in that direction. Yeah. Again, um, once again, limited highlights that I've seen of this one. But I mean, I will say, and this isn't this this play isn't even you know predominantly his fault. But um, you know, there, there was a there was an attempt to, on a cross from the left hand side that that Fairman made a ridiculous like full extension save yeah. on to keep that one out. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, like Flick wasn't marking anybody there. And kind of got caught ball watching, didn't do a shoulder check, and they, you know, he let the runner come in behind him. And yeah, I think it was Paulson was maybe marking him, so Paulson got beat. But, um, you know, same kind of thing. It's just he's not maybe 
as turned on and as you know positionally aware back there as he, he should be. I mean, one one small example, but I did I mean I did notice that there was a, there was a double save. Uh, I think it was early in the game, um, and I don't remember. Yeah, it was the first half. Uh, everyone kept saying it was a double save by Fairman, and actually, you look at the replay, it was actually Paulson with the second save. Uh, mm. Again, Flick being slow to the play, Paulson being heads up and, and made that great tackle uh, to make the save on there. I mean, Fairman probably would have got that second save anyway, but um, again, that's it's, it's kind of to what you were saying. Paulson's more of the heads up kind of guy. He would be perfect, I think, in that role, and Flick is more of the defensive midfielder. Because uh, when you have that, you can't have those lapses as a central defender. Uh, Tiao obviously is holding his own, but um, yeah, I, I agree about that. I, it's just a weird, weird thing for me to see um, Flick back there, and maybe eventually, you know, Gramozzi to look like a genius, but we'll we'll see, I guess. Um, the verdict is still out on him, I think. With, uh, yeah, and, and this isn't meant as an indictment of, of Flick as a player necessarily. No, I mean, no. I, I'm not up to date on his, the entire history of where he's been positionally throughout his youth career, but. What I'm saying is, I, I think I actually like this guy and think he has promise. I just don't think he's being put in a position to succeed at the moment, or is it, you know, isn't being properly utilized. Correct. Like last year, last year, yeah, we thought he did fairly well when he came in at the end of the season, played a defensive midfield role, the sixth role, and uh, really cleaned up shop. I thought it was fantastic at the end of the season there. But uh, yeah, uh, we'll see if this continues to be the trend. I know they picked up uh, another defender that we'll get into here shortly who made a debut. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, overall, you I mean, look at the goals in this one, and you know. Um, so the goals that it started early, uh, best to get a goal in the eighth minute, um, really bad, really bad giveaway. And, and, and for that goal flick with the, arguably the first two goals were his fault. Uh, so the first goal, he'd get a bad turnover, turnover. I think it was, um, maybe it was Tiao that gave him the pass. Yeah, I don't know. Not it was. Um, but yeah, best to get the goal there in the eighth minute, 55 minute bright Kreutz off a corner kick, I believe in a, and scored a goal. Uh, Otto made it three, nothing in the 73rd minute. Simona Terota did break that duck, uh, ended that uh, shutout streak that uh, they had through three and a half games. Uh, but just five minutes later, uh, Singh came in with a freaking rocket of a shot down that left-hand side. Uh, nothing to keep her, well, I should say nothing could have keep her could have done. He could have got something, I guess, maybe. But it was a great shot. It was a great shot. Uh, 4-1. Uh, did not expect that at all, Jack. 4-1. Yeah, I mean, we'll start, I mean, starting with the first one, the high press of, of Regensburg that, you know, you had mentioned already. Um it, yeah, Mao Chow, I mean, doesn't doesn't put Flick in a good position with his pass. No, it doesn't. Um, probably a pretty ill-advised pass uh, as, as he has two defenders closing him down pretty quickly. Still still not great. I, I don't know if Flick wasn't expecting it or, or maybe just wasn't as aware of where he needed to but where everyone else was in relationship to him. So, you know, didn't realize he had to be um, extremely decisive with with his with a touch there and everything. But, uh, yeah, he gets swallowed up, turned over. And, um, I mean, to be fair, it's a pretty, pretty good shot uh, awesome. that I don't think a lot of people were expecting. But... Um, even so, it's a, it's a poor giveaway, and um, yeah, I mean, I think this is where coaching like matters and everything. Like, yeah, we can have we can have players like Malik Chow that we're like, hey, like you know, um, a lot of Bundesliga minutes, promising young young player, you know, like classy defensive player, and and you know, we sh- he can you know pass around people this and that, um, you know, and and, and that quality is going to shine through in the second division, maybe even more than it had in the Bundesliga. But you have a team like Regensburg, and it's like, yeah, maybe not a household name, but. Um, apparently early in the season very well coached incredibly well organized you know it, and so you're seeing that you know against a team that isn't kind of ready for that thing and you know the high press is paying off and you know they're getting turnovers and out of it and, and creating opportunities and um yeah yeah so i think this is where I mean, we'll get into this later like some of the questions about kermatsis are continuing already stuff like this but um yeah pretty pretty poor first one to concede the second one 
that corner. I mean, uh, sorry, the uh, that, that the curling shot. That's just a ridiculous play. I think Fairman didn't see it around the corner. It's kind of a loose ball thing. Kind of lucky. Um, third one debut of uh, Ikitara, right? Uh, yep. Ikitara, sorry. And um, wasn't. I mean, didn't really have a body on him there. Kind of got yeah. late stepping out and yeah. ultimately gave him a free header. And then you know, you know, somebody gets beat on the back post for that that sing rocket, like you said. So. Um, Good finishes, really authoritative, like sure, good goals yeah. that were scored. All the finishes were really, really nice from Regensburg. So you got to give him credit for scoring those goals. Yeah. Um, I don't want to like downplay what they were able to accomplish there, but um, you know, a couple of these are just the kind of mistakes we were seeing last year to some extent. People switched off for a moment, or you know, a bad giveaway, sloppy, you know, sloppy build up, and not being able to play out of the back, um, play through pressure, those kind of things. And um, yeah, it's kind of same old story. So uh, hopefully, Gramatz can get a handle on it soon. Otherwise, you know, that that fan pressure is only going to continue. Yeah, and you know, Regensburg, as you mentioned, is a really, really well-coached team. Um, I was talking with uh, Matthew Karagic, another Schalke fan. He's actually part of the Zweite Bundesliga podcast. Definitely give him a follow, check them out. Um, but you know, we're talking about, and uh, we were both impressed by what Regensburg did. They, they, like I said, well-coached. They, they could high-press really well, uh, cause a lot of troubles for us. They were very well-organized. Um, when we, I mean, we had majority of the possession in this game. That we had, we had probably a hundred more passes than they did. Uh, but they countered like. Clinically, I mean, when they when they counter, they always did cause us problems. Uh, and then set pieces again, as uh, you know, as our downfall as it was last year. Um, so you know, they were hitting all the check marks of what you would want a team to do. And um, you know, for a glimmer of hope after Toronto scored, we're like, oh, here comes the comeback. But no, no, Sink put all, put all that to bed. Um, yeah, it's just a good team, a team that's informed. They look very much informed, as you know, Matthew Carrigan said to me. Um, so why we shouldn't be too yeah four one is a terrible result, uh, but you know we kind of thought maybe that loss is probably in the cards with what kind of form they're in you know if yeah we, top of the table as we said yeah and they're gonna they're still on top of the table so uh, some surprise results too some of the big uh, Bundesliga clubs from last year have, have fallen already this year so it's uh, by no means easy we said it's not gonna be easy it's a difficult league doesn't matter who you're playing a team that you never heard of or a team that's a household name like Hamburg. Um, it's going to be difficult, and uh, like that, we talked about going back to promotion. It's not, it's not in the bag. It's not in the bag. So we need to bring it. Uh, and uh, many people did question Gramotzi's, uh, you know, in the game. It's not the first time. They've talked all season long whether he's not getting it right. And I think before this game, I think those murmurs kind of quieted down. The Hamburg game, obviously, was not a great way to start the season. But you know, we had a, we had one win, one draw, and two losses now, right? So. Um, not the best start, but uh, I mean, we'll see what. It doesn't get easier, obviously, the next game coming up. But um. yeah, I mean, there was there was quite a bit of chatter on on uh, Schalke Twitter after this one. Um, very much already starting the conversations about when when we need to make a move. When, yeah. um, particularly because everyone is is and myself included is quite happy with the way that um, you know Robert Schwartz has been conducting his business so far from a transfer perspective. Correct. And I think there's a lot of people that are like. I mean, I saw several different comments to the to the extent that like, hey, he's doing a great job. I mean, he needs to, you know, protect himself and, and bring in bring in his own coach. You know, somebody that he thinks is going to be successful. Rather kind of inheriting this one. Um, like I said, I still think we need to give Gramatzo some time. Um, it's still very early into the season, but uh, and once again, this was the informed team, and, and you know, we, we weren't optimistic heading into this one. But uh, yeah, at some point, we need to pick up points pretty quick. Um, we don't want to get into to a situation where suddenly it's it's match day ten, and we're looking at you know like two wins total, or you know still hanging on to one win, maybe a couple of draws in there. It's not going to put us in a good position. I mean, we're already down in thirteenth place in the table. 
early days. So once again, that math can be that can change very quickly in terms of your table position. Uh, but yeah, I mean, he, I do think he's going to have something of a short leash because we just can't afford to, um, you know, find ourselves near the bottom of the table in Division Two. If anything, um, you know, promotions obviously the goal and is important to our club for a lot of reasons. I mean. <laughs> financially if nothing else the staying but, level is at least a minimum <laughs> yeah exactly so and, and we, we don't need to be talking about that yet it's like i said it's early but you know yeah. we just we just want to make sure this thing stays under control so that'll be interesting to see and certainly things you can criticize in terms of um you know how we're setting up so far um yeah it's uh i'd like i'd like to see how we do once again against the team that maybe doesn't have quite the organization um and that that kind of play style uh, and see if you know we can get some better results uh but well, yeah next three are fortuna dusseldorf paderborn and then karlsruhe so there's potential there and those teams historically have you know great team had great teams but uh they're obviously in the same league as we are uh and they're probably starting the season as as we are you know just up and down so uh, we'll see what we can do there, but obviously Regensburg was going to be difficult. They were very informed, very well drilled, and so hopefully that is the anomaly of this season. But uh, something we haven't been able to say in, in quite a few years, through four games, we have uh, the, the joint leading goal scorer in the league. Simon Taroda cannot be stopped. Uh, he scores goals no matter what. He's obviously a phenomenal player. Uh, you know He did well to get at the end of it. Uh, Total shout out to Cherlinov for whatever however you say his name. He got a great assist on that play. It was just a great play overall for the goal. Uh, was Cherlinov on that play? On the assist. On the assist. Yeah. So I, for, I forget who, who, oh, okay. who. I forget who passed it over the top. Um, I think it was Kaminsky. Yes, it was Kaminsky. So Kaminsky. That was a, that, that, was a, that was a great ball. Yes, yeah, so the initial ball in that little chips lob pass. One touch yeah. pass from Cherlinov to Taroda, and Taroda does what he does. Um, that's nice to have a goal scorer on the team. And Bolter is not bad either, right? He's got two or three himself. Yeah. So. Um, that at least is working. If we can get more, more, more balls to them, I think that'll be the key for us and obviously stopping the opposition. Um, but yeah, uh, the big man, he, uh, he, he knows how to put the ball in the back of the net. Uh, that's guy, this guy's talented. He is a phenomenal player. I just, I just wish we gave him more service. That, I mean, like that, that goal too, like it was such a aesthetically beautiful, but also coldly efficient sequence yes. that like you, you see them just score a goal like that real quick and you're like, <laughs> kind of out of nowhere like after yeah. we're down three nil um but uh yeah yeah but it, it, it is it is nice to see once again even even in games like this toronto's finding a way to get on the score sheet uh, i mean a lot of heavy lifting done on that play by people other than him obviously to get that to get the ball into him there but um so so good in the box i mean su- such a good finisher and like i said can finish off balance in a variety of different ways different feet head whatever um, it's just so refreshing to see him once again. Almost kind of wish we could have had him last year. He might have been able to make a difference. Um, it'll be interesting to see once again now that supposedly Matthew Hoppy, because Matthew Hoppy was on the bench, right? He had recovered Correct. from his yes. stomach, you yes. know, whatever stomach issue was post um, that, you know, his return from international duty. Um, you know, if he doesn't end up making a move and he ends up staying, at least for the time being, at least until the winter at a minimum, um, yeah, I'm actually very, very intrigued to see where we're going to put him and if we're going to start seeing, you know, that, that Tarada Hoppy partnership up top or. You know, having Hoppy come on maybe as a super sub later on, or just get rotation and whatever. I mean, like I do think, I do think. Uh, like, yeah, once again, I don't, I, when Toronto's in the lineup, like he, he, you would imagine he's going to be a fixture all the time, and he yes. deserves to be. Yes. Um, so it's going to be hard for Hoppy to get those those minutes, but I, I, mean, I do think Hoppy can make an impact for us. So Hoppy, it's interesting because you look, you know, 
Boulter's been playing mostly on the left wing. He likes to come in and, 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 and be the second striker to Toronto. If you have, if you have Hopi behind them, uh, Salazar's obviously going to be in the mix in the middle. People want to see Harit and, and Salazar together, which would be interesting. I thought Salazar had a little bit of a poor game in this one. Uh, but, you know, there's potential there. I mean, who do you, who do you take out of that lineup uh, if that's the case, right? Um, some of the people we saw in the game that came in off the, off the substitute, Perringer, who, who we've seen a lot this season. Uh, Trulonov, who got the assist. Uh, it's pretty offensive uh, substitutions. Mikhailov came on late in the game. Obviously, we're down in goals, so we need goals. So we bring in the strikers. But, uh, and Itakura, like you mentioned. Uh, but in that midfield, Paulson's got to be a fix right now at the moment. Drexler's been playing fairly well, I thought. Um, he, he and Bolter have been switching on that left-hand side. Oyan and, and Ramfield, they're pretty much locks in their positions, I think, at this point. And, you know... Becker can play that right wing, obviously, and 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 Aydan, you'd expect him at some point as well. Um, I'm curious with Itakura once he gets um, up to speed, because when he came in, he played in the central defense. Uh, you know, I would prefer to see him and or Paulson in that in that central defense with Tiao, and then move Flick up. But you know, hopefully, it doesn't take time away from Flick. I think Flick needs pitch time. Yeah, that's the thing, and, and bringing bringing in um, you know, Itakura. Hopefully, that's what happens. I, I would. I mean, I don't know. I mean, what. Obviously, Gramatis has seen something throughout preseason um, that has led him to decide that this is kind of where he wants to put these guys. But you know, maybe the addition, as you said, of, of, an, of another center back will, will allow him to uh, be moved elsewhere. I guess just a question of whether or not he ends up uh, starting in, in, in place of Paulson there, if there and the, if Paulson doesn't come uh, move back to the back line. But um, yeah, I mean, what you said a minute ago about like a lot of like offensive-minded players. I mean, like the one thing I will say about Hoppy too, though, is that I think he has demonstrated that he can um, put in a shift in terms yeah. of his, his off-the-ball activity, when, you know, and chase people down and everything. So he makes good um, runs too. He makes good off-the-ball runs. I think. Yeah, you know? uh, we've seen him many times last year, obviously with the goals that he got, but he some good runs he's made, and uh, at times he'll make the, the really good pass as well. So uh, yeah, I'm curious to see what what they would do uh, with you know Boulter and, and Toroto up top. If nothing else, Toroto at least up top. Um, we'd be curious to see how that works out, but uh, yeah. Uh, we'll... You mentioned Hurry as well. I mean, like, are we expecting to see him back at this point? Is that who's that? Hurry. I mean, is that? I mean, is that's that, the rumors is I keep hearing. hearing... Go ahead. Sorry. No, no. I was saying that's the rumors I keep hearing. Uh, obviously, well, we'll get to the news about some of the guys we offloaded, but uh, the two big names right now are Kabak and Harit. Um, I know Harit's been uh, going back and forth negotiations with Galatasaray and German and uh, Turkey, excuse me. And Kabak, we've heard rumors from different, all different leagues, Italy. Uh, England, I mean, everywhere and everywhere, uh, Turkey as well. Um, so, I mean, we'll see. Um, a lot, and a lot of the fans I've seen on Twitter, uh, on both English and, and, and German uh, tweets, that uh, they want to see Salazar and Harit. If we keep Harit, uh, that could be interesting. But, you know, with the, the value of his contract, you don't imagine he would stick around. Because uh, Schroeder said something similar today when they when they talked about um, Nastasic and Mascarell, is that you got, if you if you – have a Bundesliga contract, you're not going to be to fight the Liga. It's not, there's no room for you because we can't afford that kind of money. We don't have the money to support that kind of uh, those those payrolls. So uh, we'll see. I don't know. Would you like to see Harit and, and Salazar together? Could they could they be together? Because sometimes oh, they're, I mean, you get two people with butt heads that both want to be the the chief out there. You know. Yeah, it's it's the same old kind of thing with Harit though. It's like part of me is like you know whatever money we can get from at this point, we should just do. And it's probably best to not continue the hurried experiment. But at the same time, you're like, God, I mean, like if he's on kind of, I mean, that kind of quality, like, if, you know, once again, it's like, it's always like, if you get the best out of hurried, if you get like peak hurried playing at a fairly consistent level, I mean, that's, it's so good. And he's got strikers now. So imagine if he could do yes. his thing and give it to assist to her Toronto or Bulls. Yeah, or- that's a great point. I mean, like some competency up top in front of him. 
I mean, you see what um, he did with, with Hopi. I mean, not, nothing to take away from Hopi, but, you know, Hopi's no Toroto, and Hopi was scoring goals from Harit. So, yeah, you can imagine. There was Salazar in the mix as well with his long-range sh- shooting ability. Uh, we'll see. I mean, I guess we got, no eight days, seven days left in the, in the, in the market. So, we'll see. What, is it going to be extended this year, or is it, is it the 30th? Do you know? 31st? I don't, I'm actually not sure, but... Um I don't think it's extended this year, but um, yeah. yeah no, but like, you know, somebody that actually demands defensive attention, right? So like, you know, you, yeah. you, you hurry dribbling and driving at, you know, a back line. They, it's going to be hard for them to step up and kind of like try to close it off because somebody has to body on Toronto, that kind of thing. So it would be it would be fun to watch. I just, yeah, I don't know. I'm just surprised. Once again, I'm surprised that we haven't heard anything yet. It, it's kind of late into the window. And, I would have expected for somebody like him that, you know, he would have been those, one of those guys earlier on in the move, as we talked about last week. So it's just still kind of strange that, um, you know, not only has it not happened, but it's been relatively quiet of late. I forget who made an offer for Kabak, and I was someone in Syria, uh, but the offer was so low. Schalke's like, no, you need to up your price. So I guess they're willing to at least... They offered a swallow? Huh? No, not that. Sorry, it's a bad joke. But yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see. I guess we still got some time here in the window, but... Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, I don't know, I don't know. Um, oh, you know, speaking, that kind of reminded me, Timo Becker is another one you said about surprise, you know, what nothing's happened. Timo Becker, I'm surprised you haven't seen more of him on the pitch. I don't know what's going on if he's got a nagging injury or some reason Gramozzi's just turned is turned off on him. Even though we we talked at at bore boring length about uh, Becker last year, but uh, what the hell? Yeah, that's that's an answer I would definitely like. I wonder. I mean, if I. I hope that it's not like some sort of issue with, you know, he, he and the club, their relationship is somehow deteriorated. Maybe he doesn't want to be there anymore or something along those lines. I really hope that's not what's going on. But, yeah, that, that is probably the number one question on my mind is what's going on with that? Because as you and I talked about repeatedly last season, one of the more consistent, consistent better-looking, more reliable players throughout what was a disable campaign. And uh, we fully expected, along with Malik Chow, Timo Becker to be a constant fixture. Yeah in this side and we've brought in, you know, some, some people that can kind of play right back wing back, whatever, you know, we brought in some center back help and he's not in the picture at the moment to any meaningful extent. And that, yeah. So I, I, you know, maybe it's an injury, maybe it's something else, but um, yeah, super surprising. I mean, I would honestly prefer to see Timo Becker on the, on the right of the three at the back three and then NTL in the middle and put flick either in the middle somewhere or uh, put him on the bench to come off for Palson or, or Drexler. Cause I thought those two players, they deserve their positions right now on the, on the team. But uh yeah, I mean, if Kimmich is going to be dropping dimes like that, keep that guy in the pit. No, I'm kidding. But yeah, right. <laughs> the, the, the ten keep seconds of playing off from him in the highlights. Yeah, yeah. yeah watch the game. But. Yeah, exactly. So uh, uh, let's talk about some of the moves. Uh, I mean, unless there's something else, anything else in the game you want to talk about? I mean, Regensburg was were simply good, and we were not good enough. That's the plain, simple truth to that game. So I mean, I don't know if there's anything else I want to harp about on that. No. Yeah. I mean, when they score a banger like that, eight minutes in, you're kind of like, "Yep, here we are. Here we go." Start with a banger and with a banger, right? Yeah. Yeah. Bookends. Yeah. Uh, one of the guys who made a debut, uh, Ko Itakura. He mm-hmm. is, uh, we got him on loan from Manchester City. Um, and, you know, we, we weren't sure what the Japanese uh, international, you know, what kind of uh, player he would do. There was a lot of, obviously, um, some some good some good hype about him. Not like super hype, but, you know, uh, people were excited that, that, that he would join our team. He's a defender. Um, I noticed when he did come in, he, I think it was for Flick, maybe. He came in, he was he slotted right in that central defensive role, and he was okay. Obviously, the one goal, you know, you were talking about how he was kind of at fault, didn't really uh, guard anybody and let the guy wide open. But uh, other than that, you know, maybe he's the... I'd have to watch it again, possibly late to react on the fourth one, too. Because wasn't he the player that was diving to try to block that last minute? 
Maybe, maybe. So I have to go back and see if he was like who he was marking or was supposed to be marking on that or, or where he was supposed to be. But I feel like he may have been slow. I mean, he's been at the club for a matter of days. So once again, it's tough to kind of put him in that situation. But yeah, I was, I don't know, flip a couple mistakes and then eat a or possibly a couple mistakes as well. So uh, kind of damned if you do, damned if you don't in terms of how this one went. You wonder sometimes what the, what kind of what's the loan deal structure, right? When we know in the past we've got those two Barcelona guys that came in and it said like the, at least with, at least with Miranda, you know, he had to play so many games or that's what Barcelona demanded. We didn't really go by that, did we? We were like, yeah, whatever, we do what we want to do. Um, and it could be the same situation with City, and they may pull him after six months. Who knows? But uh, you know, if he's if he's pretty competent in defense, you might see a little bit more of him back there, um, especially if Flick continues to make a couple of mistakes here and there, which I you know. It's not his natural position. You got to give him a little bit of a break. But again, if it's costing us games, you know, how much do you want to flirt with that? Is it, you know, eventually this is going to cost Gramozzi's his job if it, if the results keep going this way. Hopefully it doesn't. It's one game, hopefully a blip. But uh, yeah, uh, Itakura. At least it's a depth player, if nothing else, right? We 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 are screaming for depth. We need some depth help. I think midfield we're okay, uh, and up top it seems like we're now you know depending on who we keep or bring in here at the end of the market. It's okay up top. I think the back is really the question mark. Um, some players that could be the starters, but someone goes down to injury. We've had a history recently, last five years, of terrible injuries, long-term yeah. injuries. What do we do now? Obviously, uh, we, we, Nastasic is now gone to Fiorentina, and you know, uh, Sané, I don't even know. What, what's, what's the deal with Sané? Is he even on the team still? Yeah, that's a good question too. Yeah, so depth is always good. Depth is always good, I'm, I'm saying. So uh, debut for Itakura is okay start. Uh, obviously, you know, at least one goal was possibly his fault. He could have done something better, we should say. But, uh, yeah, I mean, we're not going to harp on the guy for being at the club for really a matter of hours. So um, speaking of a couple of players, Mascarell and the Sausage, what are your thoughts on uh, their their goodbyes? Um. I mean, I think I think the Nastasic one means more to me than the Mascarell one does. But in some ways, somewhat similar players in that uh, perhaps neither of them uh, reached their full potential in terms of what Schalke fans maybe would have possibly expected as a ceiling when we signed them, what our you know optimism would have would have suggested. Um, but both players that uh, you know were, were important contributors over a number of seasons and. Um, at times were were really solid and 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 you know excellent, and at times also contributed to some of the mistakes. I mean, Nastasic, you know, was was I felt like relatively steady for the most part back there. Um, you know, I, not not that he never made mistakes, not that he was never exposed, but was was generally somewhat reliable. And, and you know, like Mascarell, there were times where I was critical of him and, and the impact he was having on the game. But um, yeah, I, th- I think probably both mostly accomplished kind of what we thought they were when they came in uh so i'm not like devastated about either but um yeah i mean it, it, both of them in terms of their pedigree before Schalke, probably yeah should be playing um not in the second division so uh happy for sasha steve's able to make a move to fiorentina and you know hopefully mascarell's move that was announced today goes goes well yeah, Nasasha has been a long, long time serving other club. You know, has been at least what, five years or something like. That. He's been around for a while, um, and you know he had some good years and obviously some bad years. He he had he's one quick to pick up a yellow card. It seems like or make a uh, a mistake that is very costly. It seems like, but he's also very he's there. He's one of he's, he had been one of our most consistent defenders for a long time too as well. So you know it's a uh, bittersweet to see him go. We obviously cannot afford the contract that he brings, uh, and so you know he needs some pitch time. Fiorentina, I'm sure will. Uh, do well with him there if nothing else a depth, nice depth player so 
Um, yeah, I'm glad that he's gone somewhere. And then Mascarell, like you said, he's finally off the books. There were questions, was he going to take a pay cut or this and that. And uh, he's gone. Adios. Um, so, yeah, I'm sure he'll pick up a club somewhere here or there. Obviously, you know, he came from the Real Madrid. So I'm sure some, uh, he might. I wouldn't be surprised if he goes back to La Liga and enjoys one of those teams there. You know, there's plenty of options, I think, for him, both of those players. Um, someone who I thought we thought had uh, a lot of options, or at least one in particular. We mentioned this last episode, uh, Nabil Bentaleb. Uh, we said last week he signed with Genoa. Well, we found out right after the podcast that there was a breakdown in negotiations and uh, they have stopped talking. They're not going to be uh, joining up, I guess I would say. So uh, Nabil Bentaleb, again, without a club. So uh, we'll see where he goes from there. But, um, yeah. I got nothing else on that. <laughs> I, I, I think he's mentioned on every episode of the podcast this season so far. So his, his reign of terror continues. Yeah. No, it, it is. And uh, at least it's not uh, Franco Di Santo, huh? <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, legitimate note. A talented player. Would would love to see him go somewhere for it to, for it to work out for him and everything to quiet down in terms yeah. of his, you know, his behavior or whatever. But, um, yeah, it's just ridiculous that he's still here at this point. <laughs> like, oh somebody pick this guy up, please. At least he's off the books. So, yeah, uh, at least he's off the books there. So uh, there's that. Uh, let's see. Let's see. We had some comments uh, after the game. Uh, we asked people what are the thoughts or questions, comments about the game. Uh, some of the ones that came out. Uh, at Glenn Twitstuff says, for the last three or four years, we have not had a coach that has been able to organize a team to play through the high press. We saw that very well at Regensburg. Uh, that's seven coaches who think every team will just stand back and let us freely pass the ball between our defenders. Um, to his point, we, we had a lot of passes. We, had, you know, we obviously shared a little bit more possession in this game. I think it was like 47 to 53, but and we, we had more than 100 passes, more than they did. But what did, what did it amount to? Nothing. One goal versus their four. Uh, so, you know, possession be damned. It doesn't matter anything if you don't put the ball in the back of the net like Regensburg did to us. So, um, yeah, you think he has a point there? No, it's certainly been a um, consistent feature, I think, of, of teams where you and I are frustrated that uh, so often it's long balls over the top that are lower, you know, percentage passes, and we often turn the ball right back over because, yeah, because yeah, we can't string a couple passes on the ground quickly and kind of build and, you know, pass around and out of some of this pressure. And we uh, we constantly have to rely on on you know the, the the more imprecise methods to advance the ball into our opposition half. Um, yeah, there's been a number of years where that's been uh, the case. So uh, yeah, and you know like, like we said earlier, extremely well organized, well coached team at the moment in uh, in Regensburg, causing similar problems. Yeah, no doubt about that. Uh, at Don Debrito says, uh, how many games with poor results before we see a new manager? Uh, that's what everyone's been asking us, especially this past weekend. Jack, I mean, I, I honestly think Schroeder is going to take his time with this. Uh, I don't see anything, you know, if the results get this bad for one for the next, you know, month, yeah, I, I can see that happening. But I don't foresee that happening. And I, I would think at the earliest you're looking at maybe November if the if results start trending downward. What are your thoughts? It's too early to tell, right? I, what I will say is I, I do think you could see a move earlier than November. Okay. Um. I don't know if we're going to see one before October or something like that, but I, but I, I mean, I could feasibly see early mid September them pulling the, pulling the plug if things haven't um, improved. Because like I said, I think we do want to avoid this getting out of control and us having to have too much of a uh, a hole to dig ourselves out of, as opposed to starting on on you know kind of even ground here. Uh, so yeah, I, I'm with you. He deserves a little bit more time, but. Yeah. 
and, and you know, difficult to judge him on last season because of the situation he was in, but has had an entire preseason now with these guys and hasn't looked like great so far. Um, and, and some of, and we're questioning some of the, you know, the personnel decisions in terms of where he's playing people and those kind of things. So, uh, yeah, there are question marks at the moment. It's not just that, like, hey, we're looking really good, but the results just aren't there. Like, it's kind of, you know, it's kind of back and forth. There's at least it's not Wagner, and you know, we haven't been criticizing his, his substitution so far. Wagner will wait till like, you know, 85th minute before he brought somebody on, and it wasn't Kotichi, right? Uh, so, you know, gromosi has got a beat on that at least. But, uh, yeah, people are questioning. Obviously, the, the fanboys of Tedesco are out as well. They're like, oh, bring him back. He's got no club. Uh, even though I know he's... But, like, you would, t- you, you would take that, though. You would take that in a heartbeat. Of course. Yeah, I mean, of course of you course. would. But I'm not going to go yeah. scream, you know, Gromosi's rouse and bring in, bring in Tedesco. Yeah. No, it, but... It, is it Tedesco time? People are asking. Not, you know. We should ask Ethan. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Eric, Eric in the chat, though, if you want to pull that up, Richard just made a good point, which is that... Um, he says, if you were out of the promotion battle in mid-September, then then Gramatis is going to be gone. Um, and, and that's the thing. is, it, I think it kind of depends on what the position of the, the club hierarchy is at the moment. Is the position of the club hierarchy, we expect to get promoted. In fact, we need to get promoted at all costs. And yeah. so the moves that we're going to be making are going to be in pursuit of that and nothing else. If I mean, if that is the case and there is that kind of pressure and emphasis on, like, no, like, we actually expect to be in the promotion places roughly Correct. the entire season and then going for that at the end. Uh, yeah. Then maybe you do see that move pulled uh, early and later. If, if they're okay, potentially um, if it's not like going to cause the club imminent danger to not get re-promoted and, and they're willing to kind of do something of a, once again, not rebuild, which is the term that we were using, uh, you know, last because of a question last week. Um, but uh, yeah, it, then then maybe there is more time for it. Yeah. It kind of depends on what the results are and, and um, how nervy, I guess, uh, leadership is yeah i think that's the key because i think if we're if we're below the mid table mid midway point on the in the in the table i can see obviously being trigger happy if we're if we're in around you know the eighth or seventh or eighth or ninth spot uh, maybe nerves will be a little calm a little on edge but they're like okay let's see if it rides out we can everything straighten our things out um the, the one good news is we have been scoring goals if we had been completely uh impotent uh, in the first you know four games not scoring any goals that's different you know that's what we saw last season where we couldn't score any goals for the life of us at least now we're scoring goals we just need to figure if we can tighten it up defensively there is yeah. a chance that we could get come out of this uh kicking so well, you know we'll what, see. third worst defense so far in the second division something like that eight yeah. goals what and we haven't played Bayern yet so oh, <laughs> Yeah, I, 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 maybe more than eight that we've conceded. No, it might be eight that we've conceded. Anyway, yeah, it just eight. That, that kind of thing can't continue because that. I mean, no. once again, even if we do have a team that's capable of scoring goals, and it kind of looks like we, we might a little bit have you know a, a relatively competent team, especially you know as long as Toronto's healthy and in the lineup. Um, but yeah, if you're if you're shipping two two three goals a game, once again, that doesn't matter because you're not going to consistently score that many. So yeah, uh, it can't it just has to it has to be cleaner than that. Yeah, no, no, no doubt about that. Uh, let's see. Uh, Joseph Lacrida, he chimed in as well on Facebook. He says, uh, I missed this game. What the heck happened? Uh, Regensburg happened, man. The powerhouse that is Regensburg. Now, they, they are the informed team of Fight the Liga, and uh, they looked every bit of it in, in this game. So, uh, uh, Dirk commenting uh, in, on Facebook as well. He says, uh, Gramosis Roust is all I have to say. All new squad, and they still play the same. Shitty styles from before location. I, I read that hashtag is Gramosis <laughs> <laughs> I didn't do the first time. Is like he that. an extinct dinosaur? <laughs> he so. will be. Yeah, if you continue play, playing like this, <laughs> managing like this. Um, 
I disagree with the comment. I th it's a funny comment, uh, nonetheless. But I don't think we're playing the exact same shitty style because we're actually getting goals and more opportunities uh, offensively. But we just can't stop anybody defensively. Defensively, we looked the same pretty much. Offensively, we're, we have improved at least a little bit on that. So last year we couldn't even possess the ball. It seemed like so. At least we're doing that, right? Uh, baby steps, I guess. I don't know. So uh, yeah. Uh, anything else you want to talk about, Jack? Obviously, uh, it's never easy to talk after a loss and a, a heavy loss like we just had. Um, like I said, Dusseldorf, Paderborn, and Karlsruhe up on the horizon. I know Paderborn had lost, uh, I think they lost pretty big as well, maybe 3 nothing uh, this past weekend or the week before. Um, and then obviously Karlsruhe and Dusseldorf, uh, they've been up and down the season as well. So, Any final thoughts? Yeah, man, let's just see if the uh, the happening can repeat itself in the second division. Hey-oh, hey-oh. Yeah, he's fully fit and healthy. He's been back training with the team, so let's see what uh, what he can do. So. Uh, yeah, I'm curious. There, there's some options up top that we could do. I just want to see what they would be like if they all played, especially if Harit stays. Not that I expect him to, uh, but you could have some nice moments there potentially, especially with the the beast that we have up top, the two guys, the two main guys, I should say, and Bulter and Tarada. So, Tarada uh, makes me so happy, dude. Oh, me too. I'm I, get a it, it's it's so it's such a re relief to just have somebody up there who can who can do the things he can do. It's great. It's been it's been since Huntelar 1.0. Since we had something that you could be like that, you know, we didn't get to see enough of Huntelar last year to to say that. But uh, yeah, this is it's just so nice to see. Uh, I missed that. I, now I know what Byron feels like all the time with uh, Lewandowski. So <laughs> maybe not quite that. Well, the last couple seasons, it's, it's like which which like non-striking, you know, like midfielder is going to come up with the goal today and like bail us out. You know what I mean? Because there's just you just never have any confidence that it's like, going to come from the people. Shoot, that Kalajiri was a leading goal scorer two years ago, wasn't it? Wasn't he like seventy well, goals? Yeah, like six, six, seven. Yeah, probably. And you know. A right wing, a right back has a leading goal scorer. <laughs> Never good. It's not good, you know. So uh, yeah, it's nice to have at least a striker leading the way this time. I mean, obviously Matthew Hoppy led the way last year, but uh, hopefully Tarada can you know get near the twenty goal mark this year, and that would be fantastic. But, I mean, if he gets fifteen, I'd be ecstatic. Uh, I think twenty. I want to see twenty. I want to see twenty. So anyway, that's that. Uh, let's see what last comment coming in here. Uh, he says, uh, "Imagine if Bosdwan would start feeding him." Uh, we we imagine would... if Bosdwan was playing. <laughs> him and <laughs> Becker. All. Him and Becker. I would love to see them both playing, but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, yeah. the Bosdwan one is is less confusing than the Becker one. Is the Bosdwan one, as much as I as I kind of like him and, and intrigued by him as a player, like I can understand what you know what what some of the criticism has been. The, the Becker one is mystifying to me. It is. He was so good last year. You know, Bosman is more like a, like a tutu room where we're like, ah, oh, we see some magic, some flair here and there. He's the good one. Becker has been consistent. He's been one of the best players on the team uh, last season, so outside of Tiao. So, yeah, I, I agree with you. That's a head scratcher one for me. So, anyway, uh, yeah, if you haven't done so yet, uh, make sure you sign up for the Shaka US newsletter. Simply uh, submit your email address and you get the updates once a month. Uh, so, make sure you do that on the Shaka website. And again, for all the American and uh, uh, Canadian followers, thank you firstly. And then secondly, sign up for the Shaka TV. We're trying to do it as well. Uh, that's the best way for you to get to access to Shaka watching games. Not only live, but uh, maybe not necessarily live, but you know, a slight delay. And then you can watch the replays, obviously, as well at your leisure. Um, and then also, as our friend Dave Lee, the Shaka American, uh, said, uh, you can actually listen to the games live on Shaka website. Uh, it's going to be in German, but hey, it's better than nothing, right? So uh, do that uh, for sure. Um, keep tuning in each week. We'll bring you the latest from the Royal Blues. Uh, Jack, uh, I'm going to thank OneFootball and ExpressVPN for providing me the, for, the, the broadcast for uh, Shaka this past weekend. Jack, uh, where can our followers find you on social media? 
shout out NBC4 Nashville as well. Uh, you can find me at uh, JM Mangan, J M M A N G A N, on Twitter. Very good. And if there are any topics you would like us to discuss uh, in the future, let us know. Just tweet us at Shalk America on Twitter, or, or you can even send messages on Instagram, Facebook, whatever. So we'll just let us know, and we'll uh, try to accommodate. And uh, as always, you can follow me at R underscore K H A R M A N. Until the next podcast comes, my friends, we'll see you soon. Blue Golf. Thank <laughs> you.